What's up, Dash fam? Welcome back to another episode of Taking Sides Marriage Podcast. And it's been too long since we've ran our intro music because we've been on the road or what have you. Our little music thing was down for a little while, but it's back now. And we're going to run the intro music. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us. The Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful maybe helpful and definitely entertaining so please send in your submissions to taking sides with the dashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts cool let's go let's go should we um should we start with our fight yep let me just preface this with I'm a, my feelings are valid, but they're bigger these last couple weeks. Why, Ash? We haven't announced it on Taking Sides yet. Oh, I just assume everyone kind of knows. Oh, no, I think there are podcast listeners. Just podcasts? Uh-huh. Like Fun. podcast listeners that haven't come from the vlog. So I'm pregnant, it's about six weeks, and symptoms are... <laughs> A little bit tender in my boobs and <laughs> I just cry sometimes and I'm the sickness hasn't kicked in yet but you are a teens bit more emotional I like to say that I'm like traumatized by pregnancy illness and I'm pretending that my affirmations that my body is bigger than this pregnancy <laughs> and <laughs> If I say I won't get sick, I won't get sick. I, I'm trying to believe that that's working, but I think it's just that I'm like too early in the process, a, a, like a titch too early. And you're, it, 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 it kind of just like up. turns on in a day, like it happens in a day. Um, but we had a fight and then I'll, I'll lay it out. Should I do it like an, an email? An email? What's it, the subject line? Um, husband. I'm just snuggling, but he's angry. <laughs> there we go. That should be a title of a vlog. Um, so there was a night recently where Dallin fell asleep and I fell asleep and I fell asleep snuggling on Dallin's side of the bed with him and Dallin fell asleep too and Dallin woke up and and he was like almost falling off the bed and I was kind of laying half on top of him, just really close to him. And Luna had taken up residence right smack dab in the middle of the bed. On Ashley's other side. And this isn't one night. This is many nights. Okay. So, and in Dallin's mind, I am aware of this, of Luna, and I am aware of Dallin and his discomfort. And I choose to let Luna sleep peacefully at the cost of Dallin not sleeping peacefully. That's kind of Dallin's mind, right? Dallin's, Dallin's mind. My mind. 
I would say in my mind it was just more resent towards the dogs, but but you, it, and not towards you. But I guess in a roundabout way it was towards you because in my mind it equals therefore Ashley loves the dogs more than me and therefore I hate the dogs because they're okay I, because uh, Ashley loves them more than me. Let me let me now introduce. There's a few therefores in there okay. that I wasn't fully cognizant and aware of that were making me so angry at the dogs. So when we fell asleep, Dash doesn't sleep on our bed at all and Luna sleeps at the like corner foot of our bed. And at some point in the night, sometimes when I'm snuggling with Dallin, she finds a nice cozy spot right in the middle. And if I wake up and I'm like... In the middle because you're on... An, the, because Luna has half the bed, you have a fourth, and I have the other fourth okay. right next to the edge. Again, it happens when there I am laying down on my side of the bed and Dallin goes, get over here, Ash. And I roll over Look, to this, Dallin. That's where problems start. Because you lay in the middle of the bed and I lay on my side. And then I don't we, lay I want in you the to middle. snuggle. I lay on my side. And then... We're snuggling on my side of the bed, but then if I get too Say hot... Say that I lay on my side. I have nowhere to go. I lay on my side. You lay on your side. And then you want to snuggle. I want to snuggle. I pull you over to my side, but therein lies the problem. We should start snuggling in the middle of the bed. Well, this is where we got to. Hold on. This is the this is the end of the fight, but we didn't get there without some bumps in the <laughs> so road first. what's going on in my mind during Dallin being uncomfortable on the bed is literally nothing. I am asleep. <laughs> nothing <laughs> my mind's running a mile I'm a minute deeply asleep okay if i wake up and i'm like luna what are you doing on my bed i just like shove her over okay um and dallin doesn't know that i do this because dallin is sometimes asleep so he thinks i never shove luna over because i choose luna over him so dallin presents this to me a little grouchily i would say there's a little little spice little, little spicy yeah and me and my tender pregnant mind cannot even you come. do a few therefores in your own head well therefore dallin hates snuggling with, with me no this was my mind i was like what there i am innocently sleeping next to you thinking you want me there and you actually don't want me there and i feel just like stupid like i thought he like i feel like i am being affectionate to you when you actually don't want to be affectionate to me and I feel stupid and I can't talk to you because I can only cry and usually I have the ability to get really spicy and witty and just the greatest comebacks but I can't because I'm pregnant and all I can do is cry so six hours later I'm still crying in my bed (laughs) (laughs) and Dallin comes in. I was actually, it was like, good. We talked. I was like, I know, I know that I don't think you're as terrible as I think you are in my pregnant brain, but I can't talk about it without crying. And I (laughs) was just asleep. I don't know. So we, anyways, long story short, we came up with when, (laughs) when Dallin comes to bed now, I'm on my side. And Dallin is in the middle, protecting his side (laughs) for when he doesn't want to snuggle anymore. Look, I love snuggling with you, but then there comes a time in the night because I'm just a hot human being and sometimes I just need some breathing room because I'm so sweaty. I know. And again, like I said in the fight, 
don't ask me to snuggle if you don't want me to snuggle. I do want to snuggle, but then there are times when I need some some air too. When Ashley so falls when asleep, I need air, she's not waking up for we eight just, hours. I don't want to wake you up and tell you to scoot over so that I'm stuck between the edge of the bed and my dear wife that well, I want to allow to sleep. I would rather you wake me up than And then hate I see me. the dogs on the other edge of the dog, bed and I dog, blame them. Dash doesn't come on the bed. Dog, dog, Luna. And I think that... And Luna's not invited into the middle of the bed when I'm in a deep comatose sleep. Right. Sometimes... So anyways, yeah, this is... We're rambling about our thing. Anyways, we did, we are just starting in the middle of the bed now. And I won't be afraid... I'm not a crazy dog lady. ...waking Ashley up because she's a heavy sleeper and she falls right back asleep if I just need to ask her to scoot over a little bit. Instead of lay there resenting the dogs because I'm on the edge of the bed all hot. I will lie where I fall asleep. <laughs> That's okay? true. Okay, so... It's not my fault if you uh-huh. want me to sleep with you. So anyways, um, lessons learned from this fight. What are the therefores that you are telling yourself in your head? Lesson I learned. What are your therefores? You should write down your therefores and see if they're rational or not. I'm reading a book called The Feel Good, um, the, the, the Feeling Good book. It's a, it's a book by a world-renowned psychologist uh, about CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and it's about changing your thoughts, your behaviors, and it's about changing your thoughts, your behaviors, and your emotions. And it's basically your thoughts create your emotions. So you need to be aware of your thoughts before they turn into your emotions and your brain kind of runs with them. Like first, you need to identify your thoughts, like literally write them down and say, is this logical? Is this rational? Or is this something that I could be like anxiety or or something that's unfounded in reality before it, it runs and turns into an emotion and your brain takes that and runs with it. And you get so worked up about something. You ever been so worked up about something you thought somebody did, but then you realize that they didn't do it, but your feelings were real back there yeah. that they actually did do that thing when in reality they didn't, but you were convinced that they did and you were all worked up about it for no reason. That was because your untrue thoughts were turning into unfounded emotions and you were off in your own little reality that had no, and it had no basis in actual real life. And innocent little Ashley is just asleep on the bed. Innocent Think, little Ashley is asleep you on the bed. With and me. here I am blaming the dogs for all my problems. And me. And there, and therefore, Ashley in a roundabout way, because she's just loving the dogs more than me or whatever. I'm just asleep. But in reality, she's just asleep. And Luna was not supposed to be there and she knows it. Yeah. So what are your therefores? And I think that if you can lay out your therefores and kind of tell each other, these are the stories that I'm telling myself in my head. Are they true or not? Rather than just straight up accusing the other person of these stories that you're so convinced are true. Then uh, some real, some real work can be done and some real conversations can be had. This is what I've learned. Again, did I learned we, it all the time. Did we tell our resolution? I was like, listen, Del. We're going to start <laughs> snuggling in the middle of the bed. If you don't want to, if you're going to get all territorial about your side of the bed, I won't come <laughs> <Okay>. over. <laughs> it's Dallin, my right to have and, my side of the bed. And Dallin was like, I want you to come over. And I was like, well, you can't get mad at me when I come over. Right. So I will not feel bad about waking her up to ask her to scoot over if need be. All right. Cool. Should we go on to another question? Well, did we say the result? You you just start in the middle. Yeah, now. that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One of your guys' questions. It worked, too. Worked good. It did. It did. 
Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. We are supported by BetterHelp. You guys hear us talk all the time about how much a therapist helped us both individually and as a couple. We recommend going to betterhelp.com where they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It is so easy. It's all online. It is private. It is convenient. And you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling. They will match you with a counselor specific to your needs. Things such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Everything you share is confidential, it is professional, and it's affordable, especially for you guys, listeners of Taking Sides the Marriage podcast, because we got you a 10% off code for your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash taking sides, and you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash taking sides for 10% off your first month of professional counseling. All righty, this one is from, oh, no, can't use their name. Okay, this one is called Roommate Won't Shut the Door. Ooh, I hate roommates. I love the roommate ones. No, I hate, I hated living with roommates. Oh, you hated living with roommates. Yeah, like, Do you hate living with it's me? It's like a nightmare, like signing up randomly to live with five other people. Oh, like I guess you're, you chose to live with me, but... Oh, you, okay. I never had roommates I didn't choose. Yeah. You had roommates you didn't choose in college. A lot of my semesters, I just showed up. When I did have roommates once, it were, they were with my friends. No, like multiple semesters. Like if I switched, if my friends like graduated or went on to internships, like there were multiple times where I just like signed up for a spot in an apartment and you just meet everyone when you move your stuff in and it's weird. That is weird. Because what if you get stuck with a weirdie? Did. I did. You did? Well, mm-hmm. it sounds like that this person got stuck with a weirdie too. Hey, Dallin and Ashley, please don't use my name. I'm a huge fan of you all and absolutely love your family. Well, thank you so much. Your videos and podcasts got me through one of the hardest parts of my career, student teaching. <gasps> I love that every so often Ashley throws out a homeschool, homeschooling or a school tip that I can totally use in my own classroom. Points for you, Ash. There you go. Anyway, on to my question. I live in an apartment with a roommate who also happens to be one of my best friends. Uh-oh. Okay, that's good. We met our first year of college, started living together our second year, and, and have shared an apartment ever since. We live on the ground floor of a building with outside entrances, so our front door opens up right to the outside. Here lies the problem. Uh-oh. I have an anxiety thing about bugs, any and <gasps> all kinds, this especially is our life. spiders is... and wasps. Okay. I, the title of this is Roommate Won't Shut Door, and it's about the front door, and she doesn't like bugs. Uh-huh. This is, you are her, and I am her roommate. I only hate flies because- No, I'm just saying like she has the problem you have with me. Uh-huh. Okay, keep reading. You need to shut the freaking door. <laughs> this is going right. to be, Dallin will let you know exactly what he says to me. I'm on your side, friend. All right. Um. There is no screen. Okay, where are we? There's no screen. I just, I just, oh, critters- Mice, squirrels, spiders, wasps. I just do not want these things in my house. My roommate has recently decided that she likes to have the front door Let open in the sunshine. for hours on end. Let in the I air. I say we have windows with screens. Keep the bugs out. The screens, like, it's just, it's not as, for, like. No, you, when you open t- another still, window, then air can flow through. No, it's pressure. just like, you. it's still not like having the beautiful outside inside your home, like seamless transition. It's good enough for me, but not for you. (laughs) 
if, it, <laughs> if it's what you want, we must do that in our That's home. That's the motto of our marriage. Yep. All right. It's not. That's a joke. joke. I think some people might hear us joke about joke. this. Joke. We like to make patriarchal jokes. We do. Because we are equal partners. Well, it just throws people off sometimes. Like, I'll make... Sometimes, like... Like I've said this before. Like, we'll be out at the store hanging out with new friends. And I'll be like, Del, can I use the credit card tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> And people nearby are like, oh. Like the people who wow. don't know us very well are like, what? All right. Yeah. Um, or I'll be like, hey, I'm really sorry. I didn't tell you that I bought um, some nail polish last night. I had to buy some socks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you apologizing for buying socks. Yeah. Hey, Del, when are you going to get a new phone? I'd really like to have your old one. <laughs> yeah. Del's like, quit bothering me. Your mom. <laughs> Shut up. It just—it's like one of those awkward office moments yeah. sometimes. Like Dwight cleaning Michael's shirts, or I'll do it the other way around, and I'll be like, "Dylan, you really need to remember to brush your teeth tonight. It's been six days." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. My roommate has recently decided that she likes to have the front door open wide for hours on end while she's working from home. Let in. There is no screen or other device that would keep these things out of the apartment. I understand why she likes having the door open. Fresh air and breeze makes working from home bearable, but we have windows with screens and a patio door. <laughs> oh Thank my you. Gosh. Oh. Okay, I don't have a pa- Does the patio door have glass or a screen because With a screen that she could just easily open during the day to get her okay. fresh air and breeze. I would do that, See? but you That's won't my buy me exactly. a screen. <laughs> you won't buy me a screen. Of course I won't, woman. No, I, I was remember. like, we hey, bought a screen, but it was just this Okay, but I I like mentioned a screen door. I don't get door. what the difference is between a screen door versus like Literally every window. Exactly. Let's open every window. Well, that's why we don't have a screen door because you shut it down every time. You shut it down. Like a freaking you didn't tyrant. You like it. I like screen doors. I've brought it up a couple times and been like, do you Oh, think like this... actually having a professional door putter yeah, upper come I've over and like, install do one? You think this is I'm too... so down. Let's no, do it. No, I've been like, you know, in my weird roundabout way. Do you think well, this is I too much? I, I don't know if we need this. I haven't and you're caught like, up on that. You have like, to just ask mm, me we straight don't need it. forward because I do not pick up on the little things. Or like, do you, think you just it, need to be straightforward with me. Do you think you'd me. like a screen door, Dallin? I don't know. And you're like, Stop. no. Stop. I do that to you and then you get mad. I'm just, I know I'm saying this is what's happened. This is why well, we don't I'm have I'm getting a... mad at you. Ask straightforward about a screen door and I will say, I will allow it. No, but then it'll be like, I don't know how much they cost. Well, let's look it up. I'll look it up. I'll well, take the initiative there. And it'll be a pregnant present. Okay. I don't want anyways, that to be my she pregnant goes on. present. It'll be, that I'll just get be, you that's more not a present. <laughs> presents. I got you a screen door. That doesn't count. Isn't I that get, beautiful? I get like pregnant wishes when I'm pregnant. This is a rule I've instated for myself. Uh-huh. And I don't want that to count as a pregnant wish. Okay. It'll just be a normal wish. All right. I've tried to talk to her about it, making sure to calmly explain my anxiety about having the door open, but she just doesn't seem to understand. I come home from work daily and the door is open. Every oh. time I try to bring it up, she just makes a joke about it and laughs it off like it's no big deal. She needs to at least be sneaky about it. Nor- I, <laughs> Normally, I'm very laid back about these types of things and it takes a lot to get me to the edge of anxiety. But for whatever reason, this seems to be the thing my brain cares about without much explanation other than I just don't want bugs and critters in my apartment. Do you have any advice on what I should do or how I can approach this with my roommate? Even after 4.5 years of sharing apartments, we've never fought about something like this and I don't want this to be the thing that ruins our friendship. Any help? Thanks. Mm. Man, uh, this reminds me of living with one of my best friends in college and I was just a little bit more clean 
whatever than they were and one morning i just like okay the night before he had made lasagna and there was like lasagna spilled on the oven that he didn't clean up like the outside of the door (laughs) and then the next morning um like i just reach up to grab my multivitamin bottle and there's like a big glob of peanut butter on it (laughs) and i knew it was his peanut butter because his peanut butter jar was right now like a huge glob like what the heck man and i was finally like i just called out his name i was like dude (laughs) and i let it get to the point where i was all mad about it and and i made him feel bad and then i felt bad but i don't know it's just because when you're living with somebody i mean you just rubbing shoulders more and these things become more of an issue if it was like he came over once and spilled something and forgot about it it's not as big of a deal if but you're once you start to be living with this person it's a regular thing in your life and it's like we gotta talk this out you know i don't i mean like i think it's all even stevens with him because remember he so you guys shared a room did you share a room Uh uh-huh we like i don't know why we did this but we used to snuggle in his bed no yes we never did that yeah we slept in his bed one time like just slept I we slept in his bed? I swear we did. No, we didn't. He was gone, and we did. I... You crossed all the boundaries now. <laughs> you need to forgive him for the peanut butter. I do not remember that. I it's think, not like we did anything. No, we were I think, sweet little Mormon no, kids. I think I was going to sleep over and use his bed, but then you didn't stay in your bed, and we ended up in his bed. Oh, well, that makes a little more sense. Did we not tell him? No. Okay. Well, if you listen to this podcast, now you know. So, anyways, um, I do remember. I would say say that you are uh, talking to the writer of this email. I would say you're probably building it up a little bigger in your head than it probably is in your friend's head, obviously, because she's not even picking up on it at all. I'm going to wait and do what I would do. Yeah. Okay. This is what she's not even, she doesn't even seem to be picking up on it all. So, if you approach it like, I'm like, this is going to sound so weird and I feel dumb for not talking about this earlier, but I have this weird anxiety thing where I stress about animals or, or spiders or bugs coming in and it mainly stems from the door being left open. And I, I have never liked having the door open. It's a weird thing that I have. I noticed that you love it and I feel bad asking you to do this, but I'm wondering if we can come together on a way to still let you have a breeze through the house but with having the door closed because it's causing a lot of anxiety to me and I love living with you and I don't want this to be something that brings us apart and I know it's weird and I feel dumb for even having to have this conversation, but can we just please talk about this? That's what I would... This is what I would do if I were her roommate. (laughs) I'd be like, sure, totally. And then I would just make sure she she wasn't home. I I would just make sure I shut the door before she got home. And then there would be a weird day where I, she came home early and the door would be open and I would like creep into my room and call my mom and be like, oh my gosh, I, yeah. <laughs> I left the door open <laughs> and yeah, now because, I'm afraid to go outside. Because yeah, it is just as much her house as it is this person's house. I... So like they have the right to have the door open when, she, when she's not there. I mean, unless they really do have a horrible insect problem. Right. But it doesn't sound like they do. She just has an anxiety that there will be more insects. This is the whether sucky or not there thing. actually are, and that is like 
the definition of anxiety. I mean, like the, I would go about this in two ways and probably both are the wrong way to go about this. I was always of the opinion, like I have no ownership over this apartment except for my room. So I will not make any beefs, even if I'm like disgusted or put out or like they need to clean the bathroom. Like nothing is under my rule except for my room. So I just like, it was never, I never felt at home in an apartment. I never felt like, like the only thing that was my space was my room. And that's the only part I felt I could control. So I just didn't like, I did not step on any toes. I, or I tried not to, like, I was very like just my room and I don't care what anyone does anywhere else because it's not my room. And then if I was really like really desperate and had big issues, I could see myself being like, this is my issue. What like name something and I will like, I'll do, I'll do it your way for whatever you say. And she might have something like, I want this shelf in the fridge or I want this cupboard or I want you to get rid of this thing that I hate. I'll be like, name anything, anything that's bugging you and I will change it. If you will keep this door shut, that would be the second way I would go about this. Those are good. Um, or I would move. And I did that a lot. <laughs> you did? Yes. <laughs> I can't like, it's, it's not a, I mean, you're best friends. So like, it's not usually with roommates. It wasn't a relationship that I cared enough about to need to remedy or like to, to like need to come together on something. Hmm. My best, one of my best friends I would say my best friend, she and I did not like each other when we first moved in with each other in an apartment. And one time I, I was like her nemesis because whenever I would listen to music, I would put my little iPod stand on this picture of hers that she had on the toilet. And I would pu put the picture down so my iPod wouldn't fall off of the toilet. And I would use her like picture stand and put it on the toilet as a base. And she, I, she found out one day and was ticked because she liked her picture and didn't want it being like laid on the toilet on the seat of the toilet like the lid uh -huh. and she was all she was very upfront about it and kind of scary but i respected her and did and like did what she said she was just like who did this <laughs> i was <laughs> like oh shiz oh shiz oh shiz yeah she was like who put my picture on the toilet <laughs> and then i was like <laughs> it was me and she was like never do this again. Why would you do this? Do you think I want my picture on the toilet? And I was like, Jeez. no. And then it was over. Like three months later, we were best friends, but she solved her problem. You could just be a bad A. I'm not that girl, but... You well, could. also it's like a community. It's the, literally the door to the house. So you don't have that much ownership over the door. Oh, I had one roommate. I was the bad roommate again in this instance, and she was a baker and she would make tons of like baked goods and she used to make frosting in bulk and then she would freeze it for when she wanted to use it for her confections and things and it was like the best frosting i've ever tasted and i would i didn't mean to eat all of it but every day i would take <laughs> like every day i would take like a scoop out of it and eat this frosting and she was really nice she was like <laughs> she's just like i noticed you're eating all my frosting so i'm gonna make one bag for you and one bag for me. And just don't eat my bag. Just eat your bag. <laughs> that's all that problem. <laughs> <sighs> oh. 
Well, yeah, that's pretty good. She was very gracious in that. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways you can go about this. I'd be like, dude, please stop eating my frosting. <laughs> she was so nice. <laughs> that's funny. I think she made her happy that we thought her food was so good, though. You know, like... I guess there's that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Um, you both share the front door. Neither of you have ownership over it. It's so it's kind of, of a big ask things. to say... I don't know. But Although Dallin does it, I mean, in our life, Dallin kind of is like, can we not shut this door? And I'm like, shut it if it bothers you. And then I still just open it when I want it open because I feel we're both like we both own this door. So. Yeah. And it will forever annoy me and I will always close it. Ashley will always leave it open. I finally got to the point where I said, okay, like this is. This is what I do because I love you. I just buy fly swatters and I spend a lot of my day killing flies and the house will not be as air conditioned or something. I just, maybe when I live in a warm place, I just like the warm days, I just want to like soak them in and let them in my home because winter is coming. Yeah, you have that and I don't. So it's like not an issue in my head, but it's a huge issue in your head. And so that's just a major difference that we have. And... There's no way to solve it other than one of us caving, basically. I do and it I less. Have declared than I that it. it will be me. I do I it less. I I was wondering if maybe because it's fall now, the flies had died and they have not died. They have not. I thought maybe they had because like there's less bugs once it gets kind of cold. But there's not, and I just I try to do it less, but sometimes it's just so beautiful and sunny outside. I just want to let it in. You, for some people, windows aren't enough and you are one of those people. Our windows are, are yucky and dirty and they like, you can't hear the birds. And yeah, you can. No, you can't. Sam travels through screens just as much as it does through a door. Well, a screen is like yucky. You can't like see outside. You have to see it through a screen. Okay. I guess some people are more snow it's white like, people. It's and like other having people... cloudy glasses on that are all dirty. You hate that. Yeah, I just, it's an, it's a non-issue for me, but it's a huge issue for you. And it's just one of those things. Right. So that's fun. And that's marriage compromise, baby. Just because one person thinks it's stupid doesn't mean it's stupid. Unless you're a man. In that <laughs> <Stop>. case, <laughs> I declare it stupid. Therefore it is. All right, next Megan says, settle this food debate. Hey, Dallin, Ashley, my husband and I need to settle, need you to settle this great debate in our house. This comes up every fall and it needs to be settled once and okay. for all. I'll be very When blessed. the weather starts getting cooler, it's time to break out the crock pot for all the soups, stews, and chili. Mm. So the question is, do beans belong in chili? After several Google searches, it seems like we are not the only people with this problem. Oh, Love okay. watching your vlogs and listening to your podcast. It always makes my day a little better. Megan. Megan's not even telling us what side she or her husband are right. on. Megan, I feel you. I don't like a beanie chili. I don't. I hate kidney beans. And everyone loves putting kidney beans in chili. And I hate them. I hate kidney beans too. I, if, but I, I think that in a our few, chili recipe, I do one can beans, of kidney beans. A few. Yes. Okay. A few okay. kidney beans have their place. I don't. I but like not a, an over, an overabundance of freaking kidney beans. I also don't like a lot of meat in my chili. Like sometimes I do like the chili, a lot of meat. like on chili cheese dogs, it's just like, it's like taco. I like a meaty what chili. If, like when you make tacos, but instead of taco seasoning, it's chili powder. Like some people that's chili. I like more broth than anything. 
I make it. My chili is good. It is really good. And it has minimal. It has like. I would double the meat, but you wouldn't. I wouldn't. And that's okay. Not really though, because it I would also like has the kidney meat. beans. They're just not my favorite bean, but it's healthy to eat beans, right? Pinto beans are better. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like kidney beans have like a thick skin and they're just kind of like a huge prenatal pill. And the inside is like mushy, like. It's just very beany. You can't, it, it doesn't like become one with the soup. Nope. Like some beans it's do. It's separate. So I guess we're both team bean. But <laughs> not a lot of either bean or meat. Yeah. But I uh, know I'm on team lots of meat. Ashley isn't. No, like, you know, but when you're going to just... have to tell us where you're at, Megan, because we don't know. So I guess email. I, most chilies that I've ever been a, been able to partake of have included beans. But I think is it like Texas chili where it's just mostly hamburger? I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that either. Mostly just, just hamburger? Maybe you guys aren't chili people. Maybe you're just chicken noodle soup people or potato <laughs> soup people no we declare beans normal in chili so you'll have to let us know where you're at all right we got a fun email update from rosa um she emailed us a little while ago and asked for how to bring up the idea of marriage to her boyfriend well she is oh. now reporting your advice was perfect and i would like to announce i am now engaged what did we photo and video attached below thank you guys so much and if i could ask for a short shout out on your next vlog that would be so cool my fiance's birthday is October 15th and his name is CJ. Do you oh, remember what awesome. we told her to do? Did we tell um, her to propose to him like I did to you? Um, We could go back and find it. Or I think, remember, I was like, if we're not getting married, I won't move and switch schools. It was probably that because... But if we're getting married, I'm going to need to move and switch schools now. Yeah. I love a ring. It's like, it's like making a statement... Like I'm here, check out my ring, but it's not too, it's not too, too huge, you know? And it has a cool weave in it. It's classy. I like it. That's a classy ring. Congrats, you guys. Congrats. That's awesome. And I'm glad our advice worked and didn't go the wrong way. Yeah. That's always hard when people want engagement advice because it could go south real fast. Yeah. Okay, Ash, this one is called Save Myself or Drown with Mom. Hmm. This one has all the family drama. All right. Hi, Dashleys. I grew up watching parents of a very toxic marriage pretend everything was great. As a child, my environment was based on control and power, as well as masking self-harm and some very real emotional struggles. Okay. Man. it's hard. Just to give some examples, when I was 16, I was taken in an ambulance to the ER during a panic attack when my parents arrived. And when my parents arrived, my dad instructed me to lie to the doctors about my history with depression and anxiety so we could go home. Ooh, he promised things would change once we got back. But of course, we went back to pretending everything was okay. Another example is after my older sister's suicide attempt and admission to a mental hospital, my dad would not let me drive to see see her the first night. When we finally did go, he hardly acknowledged why we were there and refused to finish family therapy with my sister. As I got further into college where my dad was a professor, he would threaten to call the university and unclaim me as his daughter so I'd lose my tuition remission. Lose my tuition remission yeah, until I did whatever. Children of professors a lot of times get um, like a discount or even free tuition. Yeah. 
until I did whatever he was asking of me. Jeez, that's, that's crazy. not healthy. Before I totally villainized my dad, I should add that while we were in college, I found out my mom had cheated on my dad for 15 years, wiping away any positive memories I had of my childhood. Yeah. When I talked with my mom about their relationship, she told me that she could not leave because he was threatening to kill himself. My dad told me that if she ever left him, I would never see him again because I look like her. Oh. Jeez, that's really damaging. Fast forward to the present time, I am now a teacher engaged to the love of my life and no longer in any position to have my parents hold anything over my head. Well, good. Good for you. I wake up early on Saturdays to talk to my mom on the phone while my dad is still asleep because he gets jealous if she spends any time away from him. Oh, do you still live with your dad? Or no. Oh, well, yeah. he's... So they still live wow. together. her dad doesn't want her, his wife to talk to her daughter. He seems pretty toxic. Yeah. Now my dad is keeping my mom from being part of any of the wedding planning. My fiance and I are discussing not accepting any financial help from them due to the control issue, but my dad is keeping her from being excited or even being part of choosing my wedding dress. Also, we just found out my sister is pregnant. With these major life events approaching, how do I set boundaries and keep an emotional distance for my own sake, as well as for my future husband and children, without entirely isolating my mom? Oh, uh, this is hard. That's like a that's like an extreme case. That's like that's so hard, man. I'm sorry. It's hard to know like to how I would feel unless, like, without being in that situation. I wonder if maybe I would just be so fed up that I would just kind of be like, screw it, like I'm out, and just not be a part of their lives. It's hard because you like, it sounds like you want to have, want to have a, a good relationship with your mom. It's just like she is making choices and decisions um, that kind of keep you from being as close as you want to her. But I don't think that means that you need to put yourself back into that situation where you're subjecting yourself to verbal and and emotional abuse from your father so it it's kind of like a hard thing like do you choose your mom or do you choose yourself it's kind of sounds like i really hope your mom is meeting with a therapist because that is or just safe i hope your mom i hope your mom is safe and yeah that too and meeting with therapists because something needs to be done there that is the most unhealthy thing one of the most unhealthy things i've ever read on this podcast like that's so bad. So I really hope your mom's getting help that she needs and is able to live her fullest life and you can be in touch with your sweet dear mother. I would find ways without to, all this craziness. Right. I would like find ways to connect to your mom like you're doing um on the phone when your dad is sleeping. That's a good start. But it's sad like, that it has to be that way. It is sad, but I think that's a way to connect with your mom without hurting yourself, like by being close to like by letting your dad into your life. Yeah. I wouldn't let your dad into your life. No. And it's really sad. And I know people like, like you love your parents and you look past faults and things that hurt you because you love them so much. But from the outside looking in, I wouldn't let your dad be a part of your marriage, be a part of your life, be a part of your wedding or come within 10 feet of your children, quite honestly. But we know very little just from your little email um things might change like people change as i don't think he's incapable of change and i would hope him to be able to change i maybe say healthy big say big things to him dad 
you are being hurtful. If you continue to act this way to me, I w- I can't be a part of your life. And just like lay out a boundary. Like I, I want you to be a part of my life, but if you continue doing X, Y, and Z, I'm going to choose not to be a part of your life. Go follow Dr. Julie Hanks on Instagram. She talks a lot she about... She talks about things with relation to the church, but um, you could... You could uh, uh, apply it to other areas too. Yeah, she talks a lot. Dr. Julie Hanks, she talks a lot about people um, like living specifically religiously a different life than their parents. But a lot, she has a lot of really good content on setting boundaries. Um, and I think a lot of those rules on how to, what to say, like to set a healthy boundary. She gives lots of like, say this to set that boundary. I think a lot of that could be really healthy for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, that sounds so rough and hard. And it sounds like all of your like dreams of a fantasy wedding and a happy family or like you're kind of coming to acknowledge that they might not ever be what you wish them to be. Yeah. Um, you know, like you're really glad you're like engaged the love of your life and that you're not financially dependent on them. I wouldn't, I would not want them to hang. Don't take money. I wouldn't take money from them. That's just, that's really sad, but it's the way it is. And, and don't let it like keep you guys from having a great wedding. And you think your wedding would be happier, even if it's smaller or more budget friendly. If you're not stressing over, like making sure your dad is happy. So he doesn't hold this money over you. Yeah, man. And prayers for you guys and for your mom. And obviously it'd be amazing if he met with a counselor too because there's some big issues there anyways okay uh we love you and uh this sounds really hard and on um, best wishes for your wedding and ha- really happy for you too okay we're ending with a fun email ash this is from madison she says hey all my name is madison i've watched your vlog since the start now enjoy both of your podcasts i recently got married to my husband in march congrats. and now yeah congrats and now have him watching your vlogs with me weirdly we watch them in the car while we wait to pick up our takeout food because, you know, COVID. Nice. Nice. Anyways, recently we decided we would get my birth control taken out and we would start trying for a baby. I've always felt like my biggest calling in life was to be a mother, so I didn't want to wait. I had so many people telling me that I should wait until after the first year of marriage to get pregnant. But in Madison fashion, I did what made me and my husband happy. Well, you, you go, girl. We just found out on October 8th that we are expecting a little one due the beginning of June. We, just like you guys. We are over the moon. So fun but also a little fearful because we just started a business. I quite I quit my full-time job 2 months ago and my husband plans to leave his full-time job at our church come the new year. We live in a little one-bedroom apartment with not much room for a little one once they start crawling. That's just like Georgie. He yeah. slept in our closet of our one-bedroom apartment. It was apartment. so great. We got so much hate like you shouldn't let your baby sleep in a closet, but like he was literally 5 feet from me. Um it was a big closet like his bed fit in it he had airflow it's all over pinterest like people in apartments in the city do it all over pinterest uh-huh. and it was dark and quiet and he slept so well in there so yep take that people take that okay what's her question so she says what is some good first baby advice anything from first pregnancy experience marriage advice entrepreneurship while starting a family wow that's Ooh. just like so similar to this us is very similar that's fun she what? says thank you so much for all the joy your family brings to mind. Bless you guys, Madison. Thank you so much for the nice email, Madison. That was awesome. And congrats. Um, There's nothing more liberating than working for yourself, I think. There's 
it's also very stressful and emotional but it is very liberating and empowering so i think i'm like that's really great for you guys you seem like a lot of people don't want that and a lot of people do want that a lot of people it might not be liberating it might be like more stressful or it was more stressful to me for me it was so liberating like oh we're but free now i can't yeah now two years later i can't imagine having a boss like no i'll do whatever the heck i want yeah i <laughs> was know? a terrible employee so yeah but um, i was before i quit it was really scary but yeah anyways for baby advice like your baby will like babies it's fun to get babies all the expensive fun things and have a huge bedroom and a nursery for them and just like be able to get all the things your baby doesn't need that george was the happiest baby in the world and it's like so fun to look back on like we had a little blow-up pool in our bedroom for him with balls in it he slept in our like i like decorated our closet really cute for him and had all of his cute toys on the shelf next to him and like at the time I felt kind of guilty that he slept in a closet and he didn't have a playroom and he didn't have a yard and like I kind of felt like I was failing him a lot but we kind of have 2020 hindsight because we have a vlog and I'll go watch those vlogs and just see like there was so much love and it was so such like a special time in our lives, like growing our family and being brave and trying to be self-sufficient and, and just working really hard and hustling. And we had our sweet Georgie baby. It was just like, we lived, it was kind of more simple and we were, it was so like close quarters. It was just different and so wonderful and special. And I would never feel bad that like, I don't know. I, I felt bad a lot. Like, Oh, my baby should be in a home or not a not in a closet and but he was we were all just really so happy and I wish we could have focused more on that than on what like we didn't have kind of yeah that being said we are excited to have a baby in a house yeah that but um, there's pros and cons like I wish we yeah I wish we didn't like looking back it was fine like all the important things all the important boxes were checked and it was a beautiful, simple time. Mm-hmm. So I just, if I could go back and give pre first baby Dallin some advice, I would just say, um, find, I would say, take find care purpose, of yourself. find purpose and meaning in being a dad. Don't just do this because this is what you feel like you should do or what you're supposed to do, or it's what others expect you to do, or it's what your mom or your church wants you to do. Like find purpose and meaning and joy and being the father of a baby human that you made and it's really 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 cool and find purpose and meaning and and a mission and passion in that i would say and define it and spell it out and and say what your goals are for your baby and goals are for you as a dad and really like make it um make it meaningful to you yeah. because i didn't do any of that i just thought it would come basically and it took longer than it than I wish it would have come sooner. Um, That's for me at least. My advice would be to just take care of yourself. I just always, for, I put myself last for many years in a, in a, like a very loving. And you justified it too. To show love to Dallin and to show love to my baby. And I always was confused when I felt empty. Yeah. How did you justify it? You said things like. 
I just wanted to give all that I could, like, so all of me to my baby and to you. And it's beautiful, but it reaches a point where you can't give because you're running on empty. Right. And I just thought, I don't know, like, maybe you would, like, but you can't, like, maybe you were trying, but it was. I was doing the best I could, too. No, like, I just expected you doing that for me would make me feel whole and full and happy. Oh, and like, you don't know what I need or want, no. or like, you don't know. And plus it doesn't work that way. I think like, I don't think it works that way. Like me putting myself last, I'll never feel good about myself. It doesn't. Even no, if you I think give that, everything that, Like that me. is a scripture that can be misinterpreted. I think that Jesus was fully on team, on board with team. Take care of yourself first. Also, like I didn't so know. So that you can go and serve and give wholeheartedly without expectations of getting things in return there's yeah there's very much a hustle like where you kind of are in it's crunch time that's for sure but also i didn't know another way to do it either like all the women in my life kind of did it the way i was doing it yeah and i think it i mean i don't know it didn't work for me i don't know if it worked for them but it really like didn't work for me I would also well, say there's the saying like put your own oxygen mask on first because if you pass out you literally can't put on your kids oxygen masks. I don't think I would do it. I think I would still put my kids on first. Oh. Well. I don't I just don't I don't I don't resonate. It doesn't make sense. It's not natural in your brain, but like literally if you pass out then you're both going to die I know, rather I just, than your kids starting to fade a little bit. But then because you're ready to go with your oxygen mask, you can then put theirs on and then hold them, comfort them whatever you need. I know. I know. I understand the logic. I just have never resonated with that metaphor. Right. It's not, it's not natural for like a parent, you know? I will also say, um, I think there's a lot like, a lot like parenting can feel like a job and a lot of it is kind of like a job. Like you need to take care of them. Like you need to be present. You're like legally obligated to care for your child. So it feels like a job in a lot of ways, but to focus Instead of being like, this is my job, think of it more as I like my role as mother is a relationship role versus a job role. Kind of like think of it more as it's not a job that I can be super great at or fail at. It's just a relationship. And I just want to have as good of a relationship with my child as I can. And it's not something people can like, it's not... Like jobs, I feel like you can judge like, oh, you're a great employee. Oh, you're a great mother or you're a terrible mother or you're a medium mother. So if you're thinking about in like how good of a mother can I be? Like how good of a job can I do at being a mother? A lot of times like you're a pretty harsh judge on yourself. And I've it's been a lot healthier for me when I think of it as mother isn't my job. Mother, uh, the role of mother is a relationship like between me and my child and I just like how I would with a friend, like I don't judge my relationship with my friends. Like, oh, you really could be a better friend or like you're really being selfish right now, taking care, like doing something for yourself and not for your friend. If you think of it more as like, I just want, I love my friend and I just want to be there for my friend. And like, I take care of my friend and it's kind of like, I, I feel a lot less judgy of myself when I don't think of it as my job. I think of it as this relationship that I'm cultivating. Mm-hmm. Kind of. That's that's good. For me. Yeah, like seeing 
the beauty and worth in this human, even though their behavior isn't, isn't what it should be, but not like separating their worth and value as a human and their potential from their current behavior, separating who they are from their behavior. That's something that I'm working on, especially with Georgie right now, as he is learning to is, is four and like, it would be easier for easier for me to like shout at him or like force him to do something the right way, but that doesn't teach him anything. And it's just really kind of degrading to this little young person Yeah. when I could just teach him like, Oh, George, that's not socially acceptable or Georgie that just so you know, that was, that was rude. Um, there's a, there's a better way that you could say that next time. Stuff like that, like have his back or like keep him, give, give him his dignity, you know? Um, and busy, babies are just a whole nother level because yeah. they're just brand new humans. They don't know anything. Busy toddler said. Literally all they know how to do is cry when they want something. I follow Susie Allison from busy toddler and she has a four year old like George. So it's fun to kind of like see how she's handling that. Cause she's just like amazing. And she said one time in her story, she was like, being two is fine. Being three is fine. Being four is fine. But being four does not look like being 34, but sometimes it does. Um, and she was like, I just know I have sweaters that are older than my child. So I'm not going to like freak out about him not knowing everything yet or not acting perfectly. Like I have socks that are older than him. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Just, good. um, Yeah. Cool. Well, congrats, Madison, and thanks for writing in. And so glad that you've um, been watching the vlog since the start, and now all the podcasts. That's like super fan status. I know, Marin. You rock, Madison. Madison, you're amazing. And everybody else out there who is the same way. We just feel so lucky and privileged, and and blessed to be able to call you guys friends, and that this we get to do this for like our full time job. It's crazy that it's a job, like. You, there's the old cliche, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. <laughs> we really love to talk. We do. It's and awesome. take pictures and make videos. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun. I, I did a lot of the vlog today because I left Ashley home and I went out with the kids. Yeah, because I and had just fun for me to like be and artistic and kind of think about things, how I want to edit it and portray this part and do a little funny clip here or whatever. And it's fun for me. It's really cool. So we feel very fortunate. And it's because of you guys. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.